these pre-shows are getting difficult, so I'm suggesting that we just have Mike insert the audio file of the cow being trebucheted through the sky. Is that a is that a verb? Trebucheted? I can't even say it. Trebucheted. <laughs> You don't hear. I don't hear you. You hear us. You, you see me. I'm here. I'm talking to the people. Oh. All the people. The millions and trillions of people. Ooh. Are there even trillions of people? <laughs> I think we only have like seven billion. Anywho's, who's a deuce? Hi. It's us. It's gear related. A peek under the hood of the automotive repair industry. That's been sitting over there. I'm Heather sitting over here. Glad we got that straight. Got it all taken care of. We've got a cat sitting over here, ah. plopping all over the place, so I'm sure she'll feature some point. She'll yeah. make her opinions Tune in known. for that, that lovely noise. <laughs> <laughs> so, this time, it's all you. I've given you full <clears throat> reign to lay down your expertise on us. Yeah, I, I think it's time to give out some valuable information. It's about time. So we're going to talk about valuable information, maintenance. Now, before you turn the podcast off. Right. Maintenance is important, people. Like, I know this is probably something that a lot of people are like, oh, God, I don't want to hear about this nonsense. Why did they sound like Eeyore? (laughs) We're not going to talk about maintenance in the sense that... um, Listen, this is all the stuff that you need to get done, so come in and spend some money. The reason we're talking about this is because people are keeping their cars longer. Thank goodness. And we all have financial constraints, right? Yes. So I want to read to you something put out by the Consumer Reports, and it's a new survey by the AAA that finds that one— The AAA? Yeah, AAA. The Automobile Association of America Association, right. Association. American Automobile Association. Right. This because is the CAA is the Canadian Automobile. The AAC Automobile of mm. a Canada Association. <laughs> Neil's going to be so mad. <laughs> wow. uh, this anyway. is why the borders closed, guys. It's not having anything to do with COVID. It's because we're mucking it up. Let me read to you. Please do. From the Consumer Reports, a new survey by AAA finds that one out of eight drivers could not pay for a one thousand dollar repair bill. And one quarter or 25% could not cover a $2,000 repair. Well, right. It's very expensive, right? Almost half the queried motorists said they could cover a $1,000 bill with savings, and about a fifth said they could pay using a credit card. The financial challenges expose a real safety risk. Now, the telephone-based survey found a quarter of the interviews admitted to neglecting maintenance and repairs. Oh, I'm sure I see those cars so 20, on the road. So 25% of the people out there are neglecting their repairs. And I get it. Stuff's expensive, right? It is. I'm just going to throw out some consequences here of vehicle neglect. Mm-hmm. We've got increased risk of accident, right? Because maybe your tires aren't up to snuff and you've or got longer stopping distances. Yeah. So that's that's pretty obvious. So you have decreased safety. You got shorter vehicle lifespans. Mm. Now remember, we're trying to keep our cars longer and used car prices have skyrocketed. 
And the last one, there it could cause you higher repair bills in the future. Mm. So what I want to talk about today is necessary maintenance, how you should do it, how often you should do it, why you should do it, what's the most important way to start, and maybe how we can save you some money. Yes, definitely money saving. And the other reason I wanted to talk about it is because there's a lot of confusion about what needs to be maintained. And part of it's our fault. (gasps) Me personally? No, meaning the repair industry. It's our fault. We haven't been clear about this. And you get a lot of information out there. And a lot of it says one thing and a lot of it says another. Right. So I want to talk to you a little bit about the owner's manual, which we tell people to read all the time, right? Yeah. The owner's manual versus... Oh, industry no. guidelines. Oh, the welterweight Wait. champion. No, they're not the same. They are not. <gasps> Why are they different? Well, part of it has to do with marketing. So you have longer service intervals makes it a more attractive buy, right? Mm, okay. So if you put a car out there that says, well, you don't have to change your oil for 15,000 miles. Yikes. You never have to change your transmission fluid. Yikes. I mean, these are all very attractive things. And that so, would be in the owner's manual. Yes, that okay. would be in their owner's manual. It's a very good marketing scheme. And I use that scheme. word, I use that term lightly. Tool. Marketing we'll, we'll tool. Get in, yeah, we'll get into that a little bit more. The other thing is... We're talking about the expertise of each party that builds a car. Because you've got your manufacturers, Ford, Chevy, Dodge, Chrysler, whatever. They build the car. What they don't make is the fluids that go in it. Right. Your oil companies make the oil that goes into it. This is the party of the part of the first part. Of part, the, party. part of the party of the part of the first part. <laughs> That's a Marx Brothers reference. Woo! Look at you. <laughs> I just got so many father-in-law right. points. We're going to turn this podcast off and uh, go watch some Marx Brothers. We'll see you all next week. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather hear about fluids than... Hello. Okay, so then that's why you have different guidelines based on manufacturer because industries are different. And uh, the other one I'll mention is the experience in the field. Now, this is the difference between what they're recommending when they build the car based on how it was built and experts uh, like myself and others in the automotive repair industry that have seen what happens to the car. Right. And that is going to vary from shop to shop. Exactly. And it's also going to vary from car to car. Mm, But we're the field testers. So we see all this stuff every day and we get a better grasp of like, they say this is how long it should last we can tell you how long yeah, it does last. Yeah, what right? this actually looks like. All right. So the first thing we'll mention briefly is oil changes. Because we did a whole... Right. And I'm not going to go into that again. If you want to hear more about that, and I suggest you should because it's really good stuff, I would go back and listen to episode 14, The Great Oil Consumption Conspiracy. But so there's different interchange intervals for when you change your oil. And I will tell you this, that the owner's manual says one thing, the industry says another, and there's a reason for that. Part of it has to do with driving habits, but go listen to that episode. It's really good. Uh, And when you do change your oil, just make sure your oil is meeting the right standards. But for more information on that, episode 14, trust me, you'll love it. Next one I'm going to go to is transmission fluid. And this is kind of the reason for this podcast is because we had somebody come into the shop the other day and he said to, uh, he said to me, he said, so I was at the Toyota dealership and I wanted to get my transmission fluid exchanged and they said no. 
<laughs> what? I, I know, right? Okay. Uh, they said this is a lifetime fluid that's put in a sealed transmission. Now this. Oh, so it can't? Okay. Mm-hmm. No, no. See, this I'm, is very misleading mm-hmm. because every transmission is quote unquote sealed in the sense that they put fluid in there and they seal it up so that it doesn't leak, right? Right, but not like sealed like a crypt that you should not go back into. <laughs> right, right, like if you open it, it's not going to, like a mummy's not going to come the out of it. Of right? the mummy. <laughs> um, so what, what Toyota's doing here is they're calling this a lifetime fluid. It's T4 fluid, which probably means nothing to you, but that's okay. It's a special, what they call, quote unquote, lifetime fluid. Okay. Now there's other manufacturers that use this. And what I have yet to find is a definition given by the manufacturer that tells you what exactly lifetime means. Is it the mm. lifetime of the car? Is it your lifetime? Is, is it, it a bug's lifetime? Because right. different. Most industry experts agree that when they say lifetime, they mean the lifetime of the transmission. So if your transmission fails at 60,000 miles, which it shouldn't, but if it does, that was the life of your fluid. That was the lifetime expectancy of it. But what if it fails because you didn't change the fluid? See, they're saying it, it won't. But if you talk to um, automotive transmission experts like the uh, ATRA, that is the Automotive Transmission Rebuild, uh, Rebuild Association. Wow, there's an association? That's yes. awesome. These are your transmission automatic transmission experts. They recommend around the 100,000 mile mark, you should be uh, servicing the transmission fluid. Now, this is for cars that, again, are for normal usage. This is, if you're this not, is your daily driver. Right, and you're not towing anything, you're not racing. Um, I'm racing, <laughs> I better go do that. <laughs> but there are some, but keep in mind, there are some manufacturers that do recommend changing the fluid at earlier intervals, right. 30,000, 60,000, 120,000. So look in your owner's manual for that, but, just beware, if it says lifetime, that's not necessarily true. So if it says lifetime, lifetime should be 100000 Right. And there's two different kinds. Unless of, earlier in the, your owner's manual. And there's two different kinds of services. There's your standard service where you drop the pan, which all like the fluid comes out, and then you can change the filter. But that only empties out about roughly 35 to 40% of the fluid. Do you have to suck it out? There, there are transmission flushes, which get the rest of the fluid out. And the reason for this is the torque converter inside your transmission still has fluid right. in it. And you can't drain that when you without pull, pull a drain plug on the transmission itself. You got to flush it and move it and push it. And I got it. Yep. All right. You with me? Sounds like a, sounds like a dialysis machine. I'm ready. I've got gotcha. you. <laughs> and the, only, the last thing I'll add about that is you're looking at in the neighborhood of between two, three, sometimes upwards of $400 to change the fluid in a transmission. If you have a higher end transmission like your BMW or your Mercedes, the fluid costs a lot uh, lot more. But transmission replacements... I was going to say. Two, three, four thousand dollars. And that's where the expensive repair bills come in. Brake fluid. Did you you know you had to change your brake fluid? I know you do. (laughs) (laughs) Manufacturers recommend anywhere from 20 to 30 to 40,000 miles on brake fluids. Some manufacturers don't recommend it at all. That's not to say that they, that you shouldn't do it. That's just to say that they didn't put a recommendation in the owner's manual for it. There's a lot of them that says check the brake fluid. Okay. Why should you do it? 
Brake fluid is what you call hygroscopic, meaning it collects moisture in the air, and moisture causes rust. Yes. And you do have components in the braking system that will be affected by it. So, like, it'll go, it's going through the lines, isn't it? So it can totally yep. rust that out? Exactly. Uh, so we already have rust Brake lines problems. can technically fail from the inside out. Oh, that's not good because we have rust from the outside in. Right. <laughs> um, coolant. Coolant recommended every some. It used to be around like thirty thousand miles for for your standard green coolant. Most cars nowadays, you're pushing upwards of fifty to a hundred to a hundred and fifty thousand miles. Oh, the reason for this is coolant becomes more acidic over time, and mm-hmm. can eat away at metal components, i.e., your radiator, Jeez. and can cause leaks and stuff like that, i.e., more expensive repair bills. Uh, that one is typically in your owner's manual, and that one you can you can usually follow. For whatever it says. Okay. Power steering fluid. This one's my favorite. There is no consensus in the industry oh, no. whatsoever on when to change this fluid. And I, have, I haven't seen any manufacturer definitively recommend when to change your power steering fluid. Okay. So for this one. I was going to say, so like, what are you seeing in the field? Like, is there failures of this? Power steering typically doesn't suffer from as much heat, and that's what breaks down a lot of other hydraulic fluids. Um, So it can tend to last a lot longer. Okay. But there are some flushing agents that can protect seals. So if you do a power steering flush, that's not to say that you're not providing some sort of um, quality for for that service because you can protect uh, the seals in, like, your pump, your steering rack, and keep it from leaking later on in life so it's not to say that it's not a good thing to do but it's also it's not something that is a must must do if that makes sense all right what's next we're done with fluids unless you can think of a fluid that i missed windshield wiper (laughs) you're right that is a fluid it must be changed every time the tank is empty (laughs) okay all right Noted. Filters. These mm. are pretty easy. We can go through this stuff pretty quick because I know you're just so interested in filters, right? I, I am super into filters, yes. All right. Filters typically around 10, 15, 20,000 miles. And That's this is like the, oil, air, cabin. No, 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 no. Oil filter, every oil change. Okay. So C. Yeah. Air filter. Pacific. We're, we're talking engine air filter. Okay. Every 15 to 20,000 miles is a good recommendation for that. 15 to 20, huh? Yep. Um, if you it probably gets really, gross. if you check it regularly, you can kind of go by your own standards as far as, wow, this, this is dirty. Change it. Mm. Can I ask you a question? No. Oh yeah. Here's my question to you. Let's say you have two people. One person lives in a nice rural farm area, drives his car, you know, on country roads. Mm-hmm. The other person lives in LA where it's. Pretty smogorific mm-hmm. and polluteness. Do you think that the the air like pollution, the that kind of stuff, does that have an impact impact on your engine air filter? Absolutely. <gasps> it also has an impact on your cabin well, air filter, yeah. which is cabins are every twenty to thirty k typically, unless you live in a high dust or pollen. high pollen. Uh, type area, then you want to change it more and more. So that's Rochester. We got a lot of <laughs> we pollen. Do, we do have a lot oh. of pollen here. And the other reason behind this is a lot of people that don't know is 
that this filter is typically near the um, evaporator. And this is what your air conditioning, your uh, Freon or your mm -hmm. um, R134 refrigerant goes through. And that evaporator gets wet and condenses. That's why you have an AC drain. And that's why you have, if you ever run your AC in the summertime, Aww. that's why you get this huge puddle of water that, yeah, under your car. Yeah, the water that comes down. Okay, it's the, the like condensation. Okay. Yeah. And where there's water, there's mold. Oh, that's yeah. another reason why you want to change that filter. Uh, and you can also spray some anti-mold stuff on there to really prevent that. Always a good thing what to do. What about like essential oils? I suppose you could pretty. put some essential oils on make that your, thing. Make it, make it small, lavender-y, and that's fancy. Sure, right? why not? I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to just do that the next time I bring my car in. And ask for <laughs> right. the uh, essential the oil essential treatment. The essential oil treatment? <laughs> yeah, I like it. Uh, the last filter I want to talk about is a fuel filter. If you have one externally, then typically it's recommended to be changed every 30,000 miles. If it's in the fuel tank, I wouldn't worry about it. It's usually cost prohibitive and not usually recommended to expose your fuel system to the outer elements by pulling the fuel pump out and changing that filter. Don't worry about that. Okay. And the majority of cars on the road now, the filter is going to be inside the tank. All right. Fuel services. This is one that manufacturers, I have yet to see a manufacturer recommend. But it's a service that a lot of shops offer. Do we? We do. Okay. And do tell. Here's why. Mm -hmm. It's It has a lot to do with the GDI engines. And we get into that in episode 14, so check that out. There's so much more deposits... And there's so much more heat in these GDI engines. It sounds like you're trying to not curse. Hello. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Direct injection. Okay. All this means is that the fuel is directed in uh, directly into the into the cylinder as opposed to above the valves where okay. it used to be, and oh, that okay. fuel cleaned the valves. We're no longer cleaning valves anymore. What we're seeing is cars coming in with misfires and check engine lights and cars just running really rough. And we break these things down and see tons of carbon buildup on these valves, so much so that it's causing uh, misfires and low compression in some of these engines. And we have to get out walnut blasters and spray all this carbon off and then put the engine back together just to get them running right again. Okay, so And the all of that can be avoided if you do... A fuel system service. So talk to your um, automotive mechanic or your technician or your service writer. Find out if you have a GDI engine and put this on your docket. I well, swear you will not regret it. So what is the fuel service? So what it is, do. is it's a cleaning agent that they put by your throttle body that atomizes this cleaning agent and just soaks all of your intake valves with this stuff. It breaks down the carbon and cleans the valves that your fuel system used to do, but now mm, can no okay. longer do. Because of where it is. So it does, and how much does something like that cost, roughly? Roughly, you're looking in probably the $150 to $200 range. Okay, and, and how often would you have to do about it? About every 30,000 miles, especially okay. you Volkswagen owners out, out there. I'm not kidding. So so if, so every 30,000 miles roughly and uh, and it costs maybe max $200. What about that thing where you have to walnut blast? How much is that going to cost? 
Uh, typically, you're looking in the, depending on the engine, the fifth, usually $1,000 to $1,500 range. Worth it. Yes. And you, and you just have to do it the one time at 30,000 miles. You're good for the next 30,000 miles. So if you're if you drive like the average consumer, which is every eight to 10,000 miles, you're looking at doing that every three years. Yeah. Which is not bad. No, especially if it's only $200 every three years instead of 1500 Don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, spark plugs, you can usually follow your manufacturer recommend, recommendation on this. It, it is anywhere from, it could be 30 if you have copper core plugs, which are your... Um, your average everyday plugs, then you have laser platinum and you Ooh. have iridium plugs that can last up to a hundred thousand to 120,000 miles. Wow. So just check your owner's manual with that one. If, if you have a repair shop that's asking you to replace spark plugs before then, then I, I would be wary. That's a red flag. Okay. Well, um, can you do the fancier ones? You do not want to put a fancier plug in a car that calls for like say a copper core plug. So the fancy. And here's why. Mm-hmm. Your coil, which is what fires the spark plug, mm-hmm. is designed to fire the spark plug that the manufacturers put in it awesome. at a specific voltage and current. If you put a plug in it, say, say if you put like an irid- a laser iridium plug in it, that plug is designed to fire at a completely different current and voltage rating. So you're going to wear out your coils a lot faster. Can you do it? Yes. Should you do it? No. Okay. Plus the spark plug's probably cheaper than coils, right? Yes, more often than not. (laughs) He's laughing at me like it's... (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, just a bit. Um, (laughs) We're almost at the end here. Uh, Tire rotations. Yes. Just figure every six to 8,000 miles. And this one's an easy one. Just figure, I mean... Typically, oil changes now are every six to 8,000 miles anyway. So just figure rotate your tires every time you get your oil changed. That one's easy. Okay. Well, and around here, it's like you put your snow tires on, you put your snow tires off. Yep, that's (laughs) true. you may not even have to rotate. That's very true. Um, Alignment. You typically, you, you want to do this every two years unless you live in, say, Spokane, Washington, where the roads are like driving over small mountain ranges. Uh, every day. <laughs> and you're hitting lots and lots of potholes. Then you're going to want to check your alignment more frequently. What I will also say is anytime you buy new tires, get that alignment checked if you haven't done it recently to protect your investment. Yeah. Batteries, keep them clean, ladies and gentlemen. That's easy. Can you dump Coke on them to get that stuff off? You, Wasn't that a Mythbusters something? It, you can actually, I think it was on cleaning chrome, but mm. yeah, you don't have, they, I'll let listen. You, like don't waste the $2 on the, the two liter Coca-Cola? bottle of Coke or whatever. Really? Seriously? For batteries? You know what eats that corrosion better than anything? Water. Really? Just get your garden hose and spray that sucker down with water. That corrosion will disappear. That you can do on your own. You don't even have to disconnect it. If it's highly contaminated, though, you may want to consult your mechanic and maybe take the terminals off and clean them on the inside. But more often than not, you can just spray that thing with a garden hose. You heard it here first. Like, really? Like, is there any downside to that? No. Ah! Free! Hello, free! (laughs) (laughs) It's exciting. Um, and that's all I have for maintenance. Uh, the last thing I'll say is you can go to carcare.org. Yes. They have a free car care guide that has a lot of the stuff in here I said. Some of it, uh, 
you can like there's a lot more information in there that I haven't said to. That guide is free. You can print it out, read it in, uh, on your phone. Your it's a cool website. Yeah, there's a and, lot of great information. Yeah, there. and Car Care Month is October and April, so be on the lookout. There's usually cool stuff going on there for deals, steals and deals, steals and deals. Like manufa- no, who vendor sales? I don't know. What are you talking about? I am. <laughs> I'm a little tired. I have not had enough coffee. Like that, I'm just saying. I got. I guess I got excited about the free thing with the water. Okay. Yeah. All right. So if you guys also like free things that have to do with free, and you, you should just keep liking us, and you should subscribe to us, and should tell everybody else about us, and you could write a review. You could. You. You really could could. write the most beautiful review, perhaps using five stars which would be really helpful for us so that we can <laughs> continue to provide this beautiful, free, super entertaining and valuable And I really podcast. hope this information is valuable to you and that you guys get something out of this. Um, and I do encourage you to go check out episode 14 because I really break down the oil change one. And that's something that everybody does to their car. Right. I mean, I know a lot of people skip a lot of the other maintenance stuff, but most people do not skip on oil changes. So that's a really good one to check out. Very good information on that one. Yes. So valuable information. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Google go play all those good ones. Yeah. Go on there. Find us, rate us. Love us. And give us uh, give us some stuff that you want to hear, that you want to talk about, stuff we missed, stuff you hated, stuff you loved, whatever <laughs> you want to talk about. Don't break our hearts. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So Facebook. Oh, yeah. You'll find us on Twits. Facebook, on the Twits, at Auto. That's S-C-H-O-E-N. And Instagram. And our website. And our website, www.shownauto.com. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time. Bye.